What's good, yo? What's up, you dickheads? It's the Detroiter, yo. Motor City, Mitten State, yo. My name's Nick Bradley. Fuck, man, my Philly accent. It's not great. Water added a spigot, yo. Go, birds. Bosa. Bosa. Go, birds, yo. Whiz with it. Give me a steak from Geno's. Whiz with it, yo. Go, birds. Way, way out of the water in the spigot, yo. Dickhead. That wasn't bad. Getting better. I guess it's like everything, huh? Trash Philly accent. It's like becoming Michael Jordan. Just takes practice. You're 10,000 hours. I'm probably sitting at like two hours of the Philly accent, I would guess. I've never done it more than 30 seconds straight. Recording a voice message to send them one of my friends who also does the stupid Philly accent. His is better than mine. But yeah, now I'm, I'm probably like two hours out of the 10,000, I would guess. We've got a ways to go. There's some work to be done. Water hoagie. Birds. It's not terrible. I've heard worse. What's fucking me up a little bit too with the water added a hoagie Philly accent is also Baltimore, yo. Like, where do, what do, if I'm from Baltimore, do I sound different than the guy from Philly? Water added a spigot? I don't know, dude. And then there's Boston. Yeah, I'm from Boston. I can't even fucking do it. You get the point, though. East Coast, a lot of towns, a lot of places nearby each other. Everybody talks different. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Forget about it. New York, Boston, I parked the car. Where'd you? Hey, Jerry, where'd you park the car? There's a little bit of the Boston. We've done the Philly. Did the Baltimore. I don't know. I don't know if there's any other accents I'm thinking of. Any East Coast accents? Connecticut? Do they have accents? I knew two girls from Connecticut at Michigan State. They both spoke pretty normally. I don't know what part of Connecticut they were from, but Connecticut's a pretty small place. I don't know how many parts there are to actually be from in Connecticut. Rhode Island, I would guess they're pretty Boston-like. I don't even – I don't know. I know Mike Studd, the rapper, he's from Rhode Island. He speaks pretty normally, accent-wise to me at least. I don't know. Hoagie, Walter. Added a spigot. I don't know, guys. Don't really have a plan for today's episode. Just kind of uh, shooting the breeze, I suppose. I mean, you know, anytime I start off an episode on this feed, which is the feed I created it to, to dedicate it to the sports stuff, to Detroit, to MSU, to Michigan, all that good stuff. Anytime we start an episode on this feed, and the first three minutes, I'm just doing an array of accents from the East Coast of the United States. You probably, it's a safe bet. I'm not, like, I'm not locked and loaded here with ideas. I'm not jumping out of the chair with enthusiasm to talk about the teams in our state. We can chat about them. I just wanted, to, like, a little decompression session. <laughs> That's fucking fire. Decompression session, dude. Therapy, the word therapy, hot seat, decompression session. That's not bad. That'd be a nice place if you were to start like, what about therapy, but you don't have a license? Like, what if I wanted to start doing therapy? I'm not, I don't have a PhD. 
I don't, I didn't go to school for therapism, but what if I just wanted to try to like help people? I'm going to rent out, well, not rent out, but I'm going to run a business. I got a couch right there. It's perfect for laying down on like that. What if I decided to just open up a little business out of my apartment? I see nothing crazy, three patients a week to start, just something to get us off the ground. And I just run a little, not therapy, but a little decompression session out of my one bedroom apartment. I feel like, is that legal? I'm not sure. Probably not. Because then why would all those therapists go to school? But it feels like a pretty, I don't know, idea. It, it is. It feels pretty much like an idea of something. Maybe good, maybe bad, but it is an idea. It's just therapy. You got problems? Come here, talk it out. I'm not promising you I'm going to give you advice. I'm not promising you I'm going to tell you how to fix those problems. Um, I for sure don't know where they're coming from or what caused them. But like, I'm down to talk about whatever. You know what I mean? Like you, for some reason you ter- you're terrified when you wake up every day. We can talk about that. I've had that feeling before. What's good? What's good? Do you like Seinfeld? I hope you don't mind if that's on in the background. I have goldfish. I have chocolate chip cookies that I bought on Monday. They could be more moist, but I've already eaten so many of them. I'd love for you to have one. Like there'd be a decent operation uh, out of my apartment. Again, the legality we could get into the weeds with. We could talk to some lawyers for sure. But I think the idea is solid. The intention's right. Like, pay me. You don't even really need to pay me. If if you just brought me a gift, like if I was running the decompression sessions out of my apartment, I don't need money. Just bring me like, I don't have any apples. Like, bring me five honey crisp apples. That'll pay for your session, right? I'm almost out of rice. Bring me a bag of rice. That pays for the session. Um, paper towel. I need more paper towel. That'll pay for this session. Now we can start to move on. We can graduate you into some of the more advanced classes. Let's say you work for Spectrum. I live in California. Spectrum's the major cable provider here. Let's say you work for Spectrum. You can give me free Wi-Fi. I don't need to pay $40 a month. You just, it's free now. Now we can, okay, we can get you something a little more special here. Maybe we get you in twice a week, right? Maybe when you walk in, I got a, a pot of coffee already brewing. Um, I have a special pillow that only I only bring out when you're here. There, there'd be ways to go. And then on the flip side, I'm trying to help you. I don't claim to know everything. There is no pressure for me to solve anything. But hey, I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to talk. What else? What else do I have to worry about? Certainly not sports. Um, it'll be good for me too. get my mind off draft lotteries, kind of forget about the game of all of the games, just any fucking game, um, remove myself a little bit from the sports world, from running it up on Twitter, from talking about the Pistons, God forbid, from looking at Tiger's box scores, whatever it is. Like you, you cut your foot in a toaster and you haven't been able to walk right and it's fucking with your head. Let's talk about why your foot was in the toaster to begin with instead of Victor Wambanyama going to the San Antonio Spurs. I think there's some ideas there. Just thinking out loud. Just thinking out loud. Uh, Yeah, like I said, though, got my AirPods here. Incredible invention. Pretty freewheeling episode. I'm just kind of like, I think the idea for this, this one, I love you guys. I love anybody who's listening to this. If you're seven, eight minutes, whatever it is in to this point, and you're still here, and you're still dedicated, and you're on the feed where it's supposed to be sports, and we're talking about this shit, 
fucking you're 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 one of me, right? Like you're that's my tribe. You're my people, right there. I usually I do these episodes, and yeah, I like talking about the sports and I like to do them. But I'm doing them for you. Like I'm trying to. Uh, I don't even know. I guess give you entertainment, make your drive better, give you an entertaining source to listen to stuff about Detroit, Michigan, Michigan State sports. That's kind of the reason I started it to begin with. You know, you turn into the radio. It's a commercial every minute um, outside of Mike Valeni. Fucking boring. Nobody in the national media is ever talking about Detroit. You listen to any of the local things like I hate. I don't want to throw shade, but they're out there and it's just boring, uninteresting. So I was like, fuck it. I feel like I'm an interesting guy. Maybe arrogant move of me. Maybe off base move of me. I think I was right. I don't know. I don't really fucking care. So I decided to do this. Let's give some of the people something interesting, something that'll grab you, something to rally around. I wanted to change the message a little bit when it comes to the Lions and I see people roasting them and shitting on them and same old Lions, much like it was after the draft this year. I want to change the tone around that team and the fan base. Like maybe this is a way for me to do it. I started, you know, I do these for a multitude of reasons, but yeah, a lot of it is like, let me give the people something to listen to something I would like to listen to this one, this today, this episode, this one's for me. This one's for me. This one's just for clearing out the pipes, knocking a couple cobwebs loose spring cleaning, if you will, just, you know, uh, one Banyama yesterday or two days ago, whatever the fuck. Connor Bedard to the Blackhawks like a week before that. Um, Michigan State football is, I don't know. I don't even know what the word, I don't know how to describe it. Doing poorly, I think, is probably a pretty safe and accurate way of saying it. Um, Michigan basketball, if you're a Michigan fan, also doing poorly probably a pretty safe pretty conservative way of putting it the tigers are what they've been you know since i graduated high school which is nothing the red wings we've been talking about them making their way back for the last two years now they've achieved nothing since i finished high school um yeah the lions should be good but you know it's may Football doesn't start for four months. So uh, this this episode's for me. This episode's just to clean out the brain. Just spit some stuff out of it. Like, get it out of the system. Just let it go. Spit it out. Talk about whatever. Fucking move some stuff to the end of the line. Put the sports out of sight. Put the sports out of mind. Kind of refocus, recenter. And I'm going to talk about the sports in this episode. We're going to do a little bit just on like, how did it, how did it, how did it end up like this, dude? We're going to do a little bit of that for sure. But right off the rip, you know, I didn't want to be too serious today, dude. I didn't want to be too locked in. I just wanted to be little willy nilly. Wanted to do the feely accent. Yay. I had that idea on the spot. Or a, um, decompression session therapy by civilians that's a fucking great business idea you don't even have to pay me just bring a bag of rice bring some diced up tomatoes that'll pay for your session it's more we go back to the bartering system it feels more organic feels more wholesome 
I don't know. I'm just talking is really what's happening. I'm just kind of going in circles on and on about whatever comes to mind. That's all I wanted to do today, though. I didn't really want to start this episode and have a plan. I didn't want to have checkpoints. I wanted to rattle off. And, you know, like, what would those checkpoints be, right? Like, what would the checkpoints be? Yesterday's episode, if you missed it, go ahead and listen. I'm more energetic. It's bad anger or energy. It's anger. It's upset. It's sad. But we talk about the fifth pick. We talk about the Pistons. We talk about their path to here. We talk about where they're at now. We talk about the path forward. Like, we do a good 30 minutes, 25 on the Pistons. It was a shorter episode, but I went through that segment and I was just like, dude, I know 25 short, but dude, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? What am I going to do? Well, I don't want to keep going after that. Like we got the fifth pick. We won 17 games. We got the fifth pick. They're talking about how this guy's the best prospect in team sports ever. Like what the fuck? What the fuck does that mean? He's the greatest athlete to, oh, in the history of team sports that, that we've ever seen, at least since like there was written word, ever since there have been recordings of athletes coming out of high school. All right. Uh, that's kind of a bummer. I don't want to go on. I don't want to talk about the Red Wings. And there's nothing to talk about with the Tigers. Um, the Lions are cool. We'll talk about them a little bit. Michigan State, there's nothing good going on, right? Like, there's nothing good. Basketball, there is something good. I got tickets today, Thanksgiving. I'm going to go to Palm Springs. It's going to be Arizona, Michigan State in Palm Springs on Thanksgiving Day after the Lions kick the fuck out of the Packers. It's going to be a great day. I'm going to be so much happier that day. I'm going to be smiling on that day. I'm going to have energy that day. I'm going to wake up and my eyes are going to be fucking shot out of a cannon. On Thanksgiving, it's going to be an awesome day. Um, that's cool, but you know, Thanksgiving—it's in six months. We've got a ways to go. We got a lot of shit we got to trudge through before we hit Thanksgiving. Michigan—I'm not a fan. Their football team's great, but same deal. You know, September's a ways off. Their basketball team stinks. If you're a Michigan fan, hopefully, you know, for your sake, you care more about football than basketball. Unfortunately, that is the affliction that I have been cursed with. I'd rather see MSU football be dominant than MSU basketball, even though, you know, it's 1A, 1B. I'm obsessed with both of them, obviously. But, yeah, Michigan basketball, those guys stink. Um, Juwan and Mel Tucker are doing a game of fucking copycat, I guess, just who can bring in less talent faster, which is – an interesting game for them to play. Like there's so many better games. They have Euchre on your phone. Now you can play Euchre on your phone. That's a better game. Settlers of Catan. That game rules, dude. That game fucking rules. All you got to do is each bring an assistant coach. You can play Catan. Better game. Wordle flexes your mind. You learn better grammar, better game, dude. There's so many better games. Mel and Juwan could be playing, then let's deplete all of our talent. First one to zero wins. That game sucks. Nobody likes that game. Nobody wants to hear about it. Nobody wants to watch it. Nobody even wants to know that that game's occurring, and yet they play. So I don't know. Decompression session. Hyogi, Philly, cheesesteak sounds gays. I should learn how to make cheesesteaks. 
I guess we'll take a quick break. I mean, I had an angle. I had a sports angle coming in. There was one sports-related topic that I was like, yeah, we're going to do the random shit. I'm going to babble. I'm going to blow off a little bit of steam. This is me blowing off steam. I'm usually, you know, I know I know how I am. I'm more fired up, dude. I'm the one who edits the videos and edits the clips. I'm usually more gassed up. I'm usually more ready to go. This is me blowing off steam today. It's just more like, it's like, uh, you know, when you have dry ice and then they take the lid off and all the air or clouds like ooze out. That's what this is. This is like dry ice blowing off steam. Like the steam's just oozing out instead of like a kettle where the steam blows out. I'm just oozing the steam out, but I am letting the steam out a little bit. The sports topic, I, I like, I just wanted to talk. How, how did we get here? As a city, as four major franchises, four storied franchises, four franchises that have each seen the highest highs, have each seen certainly the lowest lows. I guess, I mean, the lines in 1957. I guess they saw the highest high. We'll take it. I mean, it's the one fucking banner in the place. Uh, but how did like how did this become our reality? And how has it been for so long that this has been our reality? And God forbid, dude. Like we knew the Pistons weren't going to be good. The Red Wings, we'll see. Um, I thought the Red Wings would be a little bit more competitive this year. Tigers, you know, God knows when they'll bounce back, if they ever do. But, man, the Lions, dude. If the Lions drop the ball, I don't know. It might be the last time you hear my voice come across these airwaves. If the Lions drop the ball, I might fold on the account. I might fold on the close. I might fold... I, I just as a person, like I might just literally fold up into a ball and then never straighten myself out. I don't know if the Lions do a, like a one and six routine again next year. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I guess let's take a quick break and then we can actually talk a little bit of sports. Depressing, yes, but sports nonetheless. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know, man. The Pistons. Do you ever? Do you ever just have the feeling, like I really do love sports, or I think I do, but do you ever have that where just shit keeps going wrong, where you're like, I don't even know why I do this. Like I don't even want to, anymore. Do you ever have that? Like I make these videos, I make the shirts, I do the podcast and shit, just a couple things happen. And I'm all of a sudden like, why do I even, why the fuck did I choose this? Why the fuck did I tie my wagon to the city of Detroit sports teams? Why did I do that? Never have that. But then it, all it takes is like one thing. All it takes is one, like all it's going to take is Mel Tucker and MSU beating Washington. And then I remember, oh my God, this is the 
best. This is the best. All my friends and I together, we're celebrating. We're smiling. We're having fun. They're talking about us on ESPN. We shocked the world. Go green. People posting on social. It's the best. It takes one. But all of the other shit leading up to it, whether it's MSU losing commitments, Connor Bedard going to Chicago and the Red Wings not moving up for the 50th year in a row. Wembanyama going to the Spurs and the Pistons falling all the way back to fifth. Just thing after thing after thing after thing after thing after thing after thing that slaps me in the face. It's like it wakes me up in the middle of the night shaking me and goes, you got to stop. You're going to kill yourself. You got to stop with the Detroit sports. Talk about something else. Talk about the weather outside. Talk about that movie that you liked. Talk about the recipe, the chicken, rice, and cucumbers recipe you've been eating every day for the last three weeks. And how even though you've been eating it every day for the last three weeks, it's still pretty good and it seems to be decently healthy. Talk about that. Did you ever have that? Do you ever have that feeling? And for some fucking reason, dude, I just come crawling back. I come crawling back. I fire off three more videos the next day. Well, we didn't even need Wembanyama. And of course, I'm joking. Of course, I'm just being an idiot. I'm just saying shit. Because, like, there's nothing more unserious I could do at this moment in time than make a serious video about the Pistons. There's nothing more unserious I could do. What is a, what is a serious, like if right now Bleacher Report or who's, I don't know, fucking CNN, whoever the most serious publication there is in the game, although those people are fucking clowns. Same for Fox News, both sides. Anybody affiliated with the news, clown jokes there. I don't know though. National Geographic, dude. Let's, for whatever reason, let's say the National Geographic, they were doing a study, not necessarily on animals, but on the freaks we call NBA players. Let's say National Geographic hired me to do an expose on the Pistons and they were like, dude, you make those videos? How about you make one 60-second video about the Pistons? It can be anything. Talking about the Pistons as they are today, talking about a player, the past, the future, whatever, but make it serious. Okay, if I you could talk about the past and make it serious, but if I was talking about the Pistons today, if I was talking about the Pistons of the next five years, in what world, like how do you even make that serious video? Then the most unserious part of that video would immediately be the fact that you're being serious. Like if you try to go on and you talk about how we're in good hands and you do believe in Troy Weaver and you give X, Y, and Z statistics or numbers that indicate we are in good hands or Cade really is the guy. Yes. The injury was a setback, but look what he did his rookie year. He's a leader. He wants to win here. Look at the way he talks about Detroit. He's going to be the man. Or Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duran. Look at the strides they made over their rookie year. And Duran's the youngest guy in the league. And he's only going to get better. And Troy Weaver's talking about how he doesn't have a ceiling for him. Okay. But the fact that anybody, like if I saw a video like that, and the fact that anybody is talking about the Detroit Pistons in that way, seriously, like actually trying to give me reasons or give me insights about the franchise. I'd be like, dude, why? Why are you wasting your time? What What are you talking about? We're in good hands. What are you talking about? It's going to be okay. What are you talking about? Giving me numbers of how everything's going to work itself out. 
the most unserious thing about you is the fact that you're trying to be serious about the Pistons. Like, that's how I feel right now. What am I going to do? I'm going to make a 60-second video about when Banyama going to the Spurs, and I'm not going to be a joker. I'm not going to just sit there and be like, well, we don't have croissants, and he's French, so like, oh, who fucking cares, huh? I'm going to sit there and be like, well, we didn't even need Wimbanyama. We got Cade, pieces around them. Like, dude, look, just look at the last 15 years, brother. There's nothing more unserious than the Detroit Pistons. The Sacramento Kings are more serious than the Pistons. Those guys have been the biggest fucking joke in the league for my entire lifetime. At least the Pistons, when I was riding tricycles, were pretty decent. The, the Kings, the Kings got something going now. Houston Rockets, at least they're going to get Scoot Henderson, rude. They got Jalen Green. They got Jabari Smith. They've got, they just got Ime Udoka. Like, there's a little bit of seriousness. James Harden, word on the street's going to opt for free agency. He loved Houston. There is something, something, there's something kind of serious about Houston. They're a joke too, but there's a shred of seriousness. What about the Pistons is serious? I make these videos and I made a couple today where I'm like, oh, you know, when Banyama, he wouldn't even have been a fit. Oh, well, we didn't need him because I'll tarnish Cade's legacy. Look, guys, a couple things. I'm bored at work. One, making jokes about the Pistons, more fun than looking at Excel. That's a fact. I think anybody out there who's looked at both Excel and made jokes about the Pistons can agree with that. Two. I'm going to make videos anyway. We're trying to grow the brand. We're trying to meet, reach new people. I'm trying to grow the podcast. I'm trying to grow the videos. I'm trying to have more people see the second string and the shirts that I make. I'm not going to do that if I make zero videos. We're going to try to make videos. And three, if I'm going to make a video about a depressing ass topic like the Detroit Pistons, dude, I'm going to try and make it kind of fun. I'm going to try to make it kind of interesting. I'm going to try and make it kind of funny, like a little bit upbeat. Like at least when you see me and I'm like, we don't even need Wemby. Kate is a bionic shin. Fucking the friend Detroit was a French settlement like 300 years ago. It's barely even tied to the French anymore. At least even if it's not funny. Yeah, I understand. That's not Dave Chappelle-esque comedy. I hear you. I get it. But at least you can kind of be like, huh? He's just joking. I'd rather that than me sitting there be like, well, we missed out on Wenbanyama. We haven't been relevant since 2008. Um, Cade coming off. Of so What's fun about that? What is there? Who wants to listen to that? You know, if you're someone who wants to hear dialed in basketball shit, you know how bad the Pistons are already, dude. <laughs> you know where the fuck we're at. You don't need anybody telling you how shit they are. You know where we're at. It's like a jacked person or like so, or whatever, like a fitness, a fitness junkie who you're on a road trip and you go to eat the McDonald's, bro, that fitness person already fucking knows that he, what he's putting in his body is literal garbage. You don't need someone in the back telling you like, Hey buddy, um, you know, the, the, the McRib has 800 calories in it. And by the way, why the fuck are you eating a McRib? Hey, you know, one McDonald's fry has more sodium than you're supposed to eat an entire day. Like you already know what you're eating literally came out of a sewer grate. You don't need somebody else to seriously tell you that it came out of the garbage can. If anything, be like, 
hey, at least there's a lot of protein in the McChickens. I hear Big Macs make you fucking jacked. Like, at least, all right, if you're going to talk about how we're killing ourselves with food, at least try to be a little lighthearted about it. That's kind of my outlook on the Pistons. Like, if we're going to talk about them, we're going to talk about this thing that's been torturing an entire city for 15 years. I'm going to try and be a little bit lighthearted and stupid about it as opposed to, like, we stink again forever and all what. Yeah, I just don't want to do that. And I don't think people are interested in hearing it. Even, dude, even like being stern and serious, because I'll flip back and forth, no doubt. Like sometimes I'll make the videos where I'm actually like Michigan State, Mel Tucker, what the fuck are you doing, brother? We got to figure it out. Yes, sometimes I'll make those, but then I'll make the others where I'm like, dogs by a billion. The first year I started making the videos, it was, God damn it. It was the game we lost to Purdue. But I remember I assembled like one of my train sets from when I was a kid and I just swatted it away. And I'm like, dude, MSU, I'll do the back and forth. I'll do the serious. I'll do the joking. But when it's these dark topics, brother, when it's something that's always dark, what am I going to do? Always be, always be doom and gloom. Always come on and tell you how much it sucks. Always come on and be like, we fucking blow ass. That gets old, bro. That shit gets old in a hurry. I can't even do it with something that's sometimes pretty good and sometimes pretty bad. MSU football, sometimes we're fucking nice with it. Sometimes we win double-digit games. Sometimes we beat Michigan. Other times, we're pretty bad. We can't hold the commitment. We go 5-7 and seven the year prior. I can't even, when it's something that gives people immense joy every couple of years, even then, I struggle with the feedback when I make one video and I'm like, look, guys, I still believe there's still time. Mel Tucker is just now entering like the beginning of his era at Michigan State. So it's there's no panic button to be hit. But objectively speaking, the job he's doing this offseason is not good. It's been bad. Losing Keon Coleman, I don't care how much they pay him. That's not an excuse. I don't care what they offered him. That's not an excuse. I don't care what he thought about the quarterback situation at MSU. That's not an excuse. Losing Keon Coleman, that's that's unacceptable from Mel Tucker. I'll make a video like that. We're not blasting anything. I'm not talking about anywhere near the level of the Pistons. Oh, we're never going to be good again, and we've been a failure my whole life, and it sucks, and move them to Vegas, and nobody cares. Nothing even close to that. Just simply going, you know, I'm aware that there are probably brighter days ahead. I'm aware that there certainly is the potential for those brighter days. But as of today, as of right now, Mel's not doing a good enough job. And people are, come on, man. What are you talking about? Having a meltdown. One thing goes wrong and MSU fans don't know how to act. And I'm simply sitting there like, I, I feel like what I said is pretty true, though. I'm not freaking out. I wasn't really being that jokey about it. I wasn't being very hyperbolic about it. Mel Tucker losing Keon Coleman is bad. If you want to tell me, well, how is he supposed to compete with them offering that money? Are you asking me how is he supposed to compete with Florida State? Isn't that the whole fucking point of Mel Tucker? Right? Like, isn't the whole idea behind his huge contract and the new football facility and like doubling down for the first time ever on Michigan State's football program, isn't the whole idea to be able to compete with schools like FSU? And schools like Auburn and Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State, like, isn't that the entire 
Isn't that the entire thing? So why am I like a bad guy now? Why am I no longer a fan? Why am I doom and gloom, overreacting, having a meltdown if I'm simply saying losing Keon's bad and I won't accept an excuse of he got paid? It's the world we're in. It's like when people go, Tom Brady, dude, wouldn't be the GOAT if he didn't have six Super Bowl rings. Okay, but he does, though. All right, Florida State paid him a bunch of money. They can, though. Like, that's fucking how this thing's going to work. You need to figure it out. That's part of it. That's why, again, Mel Tucker's making a billion dollars, got the new facility. We all ran our mouths after that K-9-11 win season. That's why we all felt so good. The recruiting came in. We're winning games. It's year two. We got a Heisman contender. We're getting guys from Florida, California, from Texas. Mel Tucker's chief in Cubanos with a pit bull and a fucking Rottweiler. Ferraris are on the field with five-star DNs. Life was good. Life was good. We brought in Mel Tucker to get to that level. We brought in Mel Tucker to bring the football program to the point where a Miami, Florida looks at us and goes, ooh, Who's this guy playing at Michigan State? We should take a look at him. Where Alabama comes in and goes, MSU just offered this four-star? Let's take a peek at him. Where Florida goes, damn, dude, top 100 player. He's committed to Michigan State. Let's go get – we wanted to be here. We wanted to be in this realm. That was the exact intention of everything that transpired with the Mel Tucker contract and that 11-win season and so on and so forth. We wanted to have a seat at the big boy table. So now when the big boys do big boy things, they take a recruit, they tamper with and take your quarterback, they drop a bag for your best wide receiver. When the big boys start playing like big boys, when they start treating us, they come in and they kind of do the big boy thing. We can't run and hide and start saying, well, that's no fair. He did this. This is what we wanted. This is what we wanted. Like it seems to me sometimes with the fan base, And again, dude, I'm not even trying to be doom and gloom. I know the schedule sucks, and I know the quarterback situation's up in the air, and I know, although the offensive line will improve, it probably won't be great. I know like eight games would be a great season for MSU. But who knows, dude? Sports are fucking crazy. That 11-win season, we were supposed to win four. Leicester City won the Premier League. Shit happens. Who knows, dude? Maybe MSU somehow rattles off 10. Right. Maybe that's possible. It certainly is. Eight and four certainly is achievable. It's going to be tough to do, but I think eight and four, that's a realistic, like reach for the stars goal for Michigan State this year. I do. I'm not saying like it's over. Mel doesn't have a a handle on the program. This thing's never going to look up. No, I'm not saying that. But the thing for me that like it confuses me. When I'll make a video talking about how, look, Mel, like I know signing day is seven months away or whatever it is. Like I know we got a ways to go. But the problem with last year's class was you didn't have enough guys in it. Otherwise, that would have been top 20, top 15. And right now it's May 17th and we have three people in our in our class. Meanwhile, Michigan has like 16 or whatever it is. Mel, it's it feels to me like we could be going down the path of making that same mistake twice where it's too little too late and we only got a 15-guy class. I hope we aren't doing that again because if we did repeat that mistake, that would be bad. That would be something that a bad coach would do is repeat the same exact mistake the very next year. That would be bad. 
So let's turn up the recruiting. Let's figure it out. Let's start to close on some of these guys because that's, you said it, you can't recruit at Michigan State. You probably can't recruit, right? We brought you in to go to Texas and pull up a four-star. We brought you in to land the plane on a guy like Jamari Howard. We brought you in to go get a guy like Zadavian Sims, four-star D-tackle, Oklahoma. Looks like he's going to go to Oregon. We brought you in to do some of these things. And I'm not saying do all of them. Obviously, recruiting's fucked up. Obviously, there's tampering. Obviously, the money. Obviously, like Oregon's an attractive place to play football. I get it. Like USC would be sick. I get it. Alabama would be fun to play football. I understand it's not like Michigan State recruiting against a bunch of junior colleges. I understand. But that's the thing that confuses me with with the fan base is like, I say I make a video and I'm like, damn, this isn't very good right now. Mel needs to do better. The state of things, the momentum isn't very good. I'm aware there's time. I'm aware things could drastically change. I hope they do. But as of right now, we need to figure it the fuck out. It confuses me because I'll I'll have a message like that and people will come back and say, oh man, this guy flip-flops. Don't jump back on the train when we're winning games in the fall. Don't do this. Don't do that. How is it on Mel? Florida State gave him the bag. What's Mel supposed to do? Auburn tampered with him. Like they'll give me all of these things like doom, you're doom and gloom. You don't have any faith, even though I explicitly say, like I've said many times in this pod, I still have faith that things are going to change. I think things will for sure get better. Five and seven, getting better from that, obviously not very difficult, or it shouldn't be at least. I think things will for sure get better. I do still think there's a potential that Mel Tucker is winning Big Tens at Michigan State. Am I as confident that he'll be doing that as I was in 2021? No, I'd be lying if I said I was. I do still think the potential's there, though. I do still think there's a way in which he turns MSU football into a recruiting juggernaut. I do still think there's a way where that new football facility flexes its muscle and helps him out loud and maybe covers up for what we lack in NIL. I do think the resources and the people at MSU just figure out NIL, period. I do think all of that's possible and could happen. But don't. Don't call me a bad guy or or the doom and gloom or this guy's fair weather or this guy's not locked in if I'm simply saying that a bad thing is bad. Oh, but we knew he was going to decommit. What? That doesn't do anything for me. Oh, dude, I knew I knew the bank was going to foreclose on my home yesterday. They foreclosed on my home. It's not bad. I knew they were going to do it, so it's not too bad. It's still fucking bad. If anything, that makes me feel worse. You knew it was going to happen. You knew that they were coming after your guy, and you still were like, well, Florida wants him too, so I guess there's nothing we can do. That doesn't seem – I don't know how that's an excuse. Florida State gave them money. They're not going to be the last school to give a stud Michigan State player money. Figure something out. Auburn tampered with Peyton Thorne. Auburn's not going to be the last school to tamper with a player at Michigan State. Like, figure something out, dude. That's the whole thing of Mel. That's the whole thing of Mel. And I am confident he's trying. I'm confident he's sitting in his office trying to figure out ways to raise more NIL money, to stop the tampering, to keep top 100 four-stars from Florida from decommitting. Like, I'm sure he's trying to think of something. But the fan base, don't give me the, the excuse train. 
and then try and turn around and call me the fair weathered fan, the loser fan, the, the, the loser mentality. To me, there's nothing more loser than FSU taking our guy or something bad happening and us going, oh, well, the, what's he supposed to do? This happened. Oh, well, how is he supposed to keep him? They gave him money. Well, what? How do, of course he let him decommit, dude. He He's from Florida and Florida offered him. There's nothing more loser to me than giving excuses. I don't, I don't see where the, where it gets more loser than that. You think Nick Saban, if someone decommits, Nick Saban's like, Oh, well, Auburn wanted him too. And, and he lives closer to their campus. So what am I going to do? You think that's what Nick Saban does? You think Georgia and Kirby smart, if they lose someone to Ohio state, because Ohio state gave him a bag, they're like, well, they gave him money. What the fuck were we supposed to do? You think that's how they operate? I no, it certainly is not. So why do we do that at MSU? Why do the fans, why do our, why do some of our fan base do that? We all have been clamoring to be a big dog. The commitment they made to Mel with the contract and the facility was a move from Michigan State University and everybody who's in a position of power in and outside of the school. It was a move that they said, we're going to be legit at football. We are going to give you every single possible resource to compete with the best of the best, Mel Tucker. Here you go. Let's see what the fuck you got. That's what they did. That's what we wanted. That's what they wanted. That's what happened. So now just because it's two years down the road and a couple things bad happened and someone offered a player money and there was a bit of tampering, don't get all sour and soft on me and say, well, what the hell is Mel supposed to do? They did this. That's a fucking excuse. That's a weak ass excuse. That's college football, dude. That's part of the game. That's part of the job. Do something other than tell me they gave him money. That's what I can't do anything. Do something, figure it out. Plain and simple. Bit of a tangent. Didn't get too angry though, which is nice. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not good for MSU football right now. It's like anybody who's trying to tell you it is, is doing a bit or is not serious or is being dishonest. Like I've said it a thousand times, Odell Breton, the chief, it's my guy. I enjoy his account. I enjoy his thing. It's all a gimmick. Like I've said before, like he's Mr. Positive. We could go 0-12 this year and he'd tweet out, it's all naysayers and deniers. Wait until the Spartans take the field this fall and, and shock the country or whatever. Like he's always going to be like, oh, we're still on top, even though we lost every game. He'll always do that. And I'm a fan of I'm a fan of what he does. But the no, the people like that. Like that guy, Brett, I assume his real name is Brett. That guy sitting at home, not on the Twitter, not in the public eye, sitting on his couch at 11 p.m. tonight. After a couple hits of the joint ski, he's sitting there and he's going, that's kind of is not good. I promise you that. I promise you he's not sitting around going, fuck yeah, dude. This is according to plan. Keon's gone. Thorne's gone. Decommitments left, right, and center. This is, we're back on top. This is what I was talking about. Online, he might say it. Online, he might say 10 toes down. Online, he might say Spartan mentality, fucking fortitude. He's for sure sitting there like, this isn't good. Like, it just is what it is. It is what it is. I just say it. I just say my truth. Some don't. That's the difference. Dude, if the Lions aren't good this year, 
I actually might off myself, bro. If the Detroit Lions, like, think about all the times the Lions have been hyped up in your life. 2010, 2013, 2015. Stafford, Calvin Johnson, bringing in Patricia. Jim Caldwell coming off the first 9-1 season and then doing it again and missing the playoffs. Like, think about Or no, we fired him off the playoffs. That was stupid. Anyways, think about all the times the lines have been hyped. There's never been a season like this. Hard knocks last year. The horrendous start. Turn it into nine and eight. Beating Green Bay on the road. We shove the ball down people's throats. Like the way we win games is beautiful. It's sustainable. All of a sudden, Jared Goff's a renaissance man. He's incredible. Brad Holmes, like finding these contributors in the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth round, right? Like we're doing all of these things. The national media talking about the Detroit Lions. Now Aaron Rodgers is gone. We're adding a guy. Our second round pick, Aiden Hutchinson hit. Jamison Williams, yeah, the suspension, but he'll be back. Jared Goff, the offensive line, like, the Vikings will be okay. The Bears shouldn't be great. The Packers don't have Rodgers. We're going to be better. Like, the, there's never been hype around the Detroit Lions like there is this year. Dude, if we can't put it together, I don't know what's going to happen to me. I don't know what's going to – if we do another, like, one and six start, I don't know what's going to happen to me. Because I'm going into this season, like, we're going to go 11 and six. We're going to win the NFC North. We're going to make the playoffs. We'll see if we win a playoff game. But in my mind, today, we're going to win the North. We're going to make the playoffs. Playing it, We're going to host a fucking playoff game for the first time in like 30 years. That's in, that's what's happening in my mind. If these guys come out and shit the bed, dude, I don't know. With the Red Wings and the Tigers and the Pistons and MSU football be going on simultaneously, I don't know, dude. I don't I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I really that, – that might be the thing to break me. I went to bed after the lottery – and I was thinking about just like the state of the sports and stuff and being a fan and like, why do I do this? And I sat there and I had that thought, like if the lions come out and go seven and 10, or it's just like the thing falls apart and it doesn't go how we hope it will. Dude, I might, I don't know. I don't know. I might do a swan dive off of the tallest building in downtown LA. You know what I mean? Like I might get myself, 12 pounds of apple seeds for Christmas, right? Um, I might go check out the construction they're doing on the Gordie Howe International Bridge. No hard hat, won't wear a harness. Oh, how far over the edge of the end of the bridge can I see? Oops, I fell in and I, it's a sharp rock. That's unfortunate. If the Lions can't figure it out, it, Old Nick Bradley, I don't know. He made a couple cool shirts. You could put that on the tomb. Like, that'd be fine. I need I need him, my dude. I, I need. I can't believe I'm saying that. I need him. I can't believe I'm saying it. We fucking look me in the eyes. We need him. The Detroit Lions, those Lions, the ones who there's jokes in television shows. The Ozark about people in St. Louis or in the fucking Lake of the Oak, Missouri, whatever, dude, talking about how, why are you a Lions fan? Why do you do that to yourself? Like that bad, that other aspects of pop culture use them as a landmark for being bad, for being disappointing, for making people upset. Those Lions, 
that my dad, my 60-year-old uncle at Christmas time, sits me down on the couch and says, I don't know why you do this to yourself. I've been alive for 60 years. They've never changed. Those same lions, those are the guys that I'm hinging everything on. Everything. Everything. I have hope. I have desire. I have dreams. I've seen it in my sleep. NFC North, Detroit, month of January, playoff game, places shaking. I've seen it. If they don't, if they don't live up to the hype, dude, I might just go down to Tijuana and be like, yo, you got a job for me. I'll do whatever. If I get clipped, fucking, I get it. That might be the story of Nick Bradley. Sports are fun. Glad I chose this. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Fuck. That's probably all I got for this week. I mean, there's nothing glamorous. There's nothing good. There's nothing good in the Detroit sports field. I'll be, I'll be on the uh, Have Fun Club feed, though, back on the YouTube. Check out the YouTube, please. Check out the shirts. Check out whatever else. Appreciate everybody who tunes in. Um, catch you guys next time.